Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool. She's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. It's <laughs> just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw! Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, wait a minute. I listened to the last podcast and I put up with the yard workers noise. And now here it is a week later and they're still going. I know, amazing that they've been working all week. Boom, 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 boom. It's, it's amazing. Well, they, uh, that they showed up for a second week is amazing. And their timing again is impeccable, but we're going to plow forward anyway, because that's just what we do, and we don't care. We, when we first started doing this podcast, we had dogs barking and all kinds of stuff, and we decided, this is the environment. Plane, that's right. Planes going overhead. We were not going to edit this. This wasn't, wasn't going to be polished. And This isn't and a radio show. Post-production-wise, we were going to leave in all of our mistakes. We've had a couple of... Oh! <laughs> We've had a couple of swear words that have popped in. Now that would have been a good chance for one. Yeah. I've got this little wireless router here, and that whole thing dumped over. Yeah. What? So, what's he? Why can't he just lie down? Was and it be him quiet? or you moving around? Because he's he's way over here. Oh, I see what he did. When there's trouble, he clears out, leaves you holding the bag. Yes, I he see. Did. Nice job, buddy. <laughs> just as I taught you to do. Hey, buddy. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna. Tell you what, you just you just cool your. I'm gonna put him out. I'm gonna All put right, him out. come on, buddy. Yeah, make him go. Come on, buddy. Look at his face, though. Come oh, on, let's go. Let's poor see. little guy. It's here. okay, Elliot. He actually, he actually now makes my dogs look like angels. Oh, that was a very definitive. Well, I slammed it harder than I should have, uh-huh. just so it would sound good on right. the podcaster, so you could hear it. You weren't okay. trying to tell, send him a message. No, 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 no. It's just for it's just a production. Got it. Yep. Okay. Now I've forgotten. Oh well, I've forgotten. So never mind. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what we were talking about was just how we sort of set this up. You realize we're on our sixty fourth, sixty fourth episode. How do you know that stuff? Because I'm the one that does all the. Oh, you post it. I post it yeah. and, and do the meta tags and everything that. Uh, Dave Tavern. Remember when we started? IT guy. Yeah, when we started, I was crying a lot. Yeah, but I remember when we started, 
this this is a humble little podcast. We didn't have any. We weren't making any money. Yeah, I we know. didn't have any advertisers. We didn't have any listeners. Didn't have very many listeners. Mm-mm. And now, sixty four episodes later, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. We don't have. Yeah, we, uh, we have no money. No money. We have no uh, advertisers. No advertisers. Uh, Few almost listeners. Maybe two more listeners than we had. Or maybe two less, so it's hard to say. So it's really so, exceeded my expectations. I don't know about you. So a reasonable person would say, what? Why are you still doing this? It's a great question. And we've actually, to be completely honest, have have not only had that question ourselves, but we've been honest enough with each other to ask that question with mm-hmm, each other. Mm-hmm. And, and we, it's a we, valid question. I think we ran into a bit of a, uh, a slump uh, psychologically. Mm-hmm. Where we didn't do these podcasts for, we just sort of treaded water and did repeats for like, gee, over two months, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Maybe? Well, we did best of. So we had, we had Peculiar Classics, which is fun. Um, when I have time, I go through some of our old show tapes from Cairo Radio, uh, The Buzz. Wait, were we on Cairo? Mm, I don't no, think so. We weren't so. on Cairo. No. No, we were on the on Como. I can't believe we weren't. <laughs> yeah, we were on Como. Uh, so that's, that's fun to pull out those classics, but we didn't have any original episodes. For years, they were held under lock and key. Now, the tapes have been released. Direct from Radio's Master Vault. Here's a peculiar classic. But we're back at it, and never mind why. It's like, you know, why the guys climb mountains. Yeah. Because they're stupid. I mean, because they're there. That's why. Yeah. Well, and it's fun, and the fact, too, is that we've, you know, our our content has been acquired. And again, not that we're making money on it, but it's nice that Cairo... FM wants to have it on their their digital lineup. They said, yeah, let's have your podcast on our digital lineup on MyNorthwest.com. And yeah, Snow King Radio. Snow King Radio is another yeah. source. And um, they, they've given us a nice time slot. Maybe you're listening there now. They do it over the noon hour. And so I don't think you, it's Snow King. I think it's So King. So King. South King South County. South King yeah. County. Yeah. I said that wrong. Um, also, uh, Stitcher Radio. We're on. You didn't even know about that, I don't think. That's Stitcher the Surgeon's Ra- Radio Station, correct? StitcherRadio.com. Um, so we're, we're on a I number. I have Stitcher on my phone. <clears throat> and we're almost. And we're also on iTunes. And, yeah. And so it's kind of nice to have that out there. And well, it's, that's a sign of growth. And sometimes the growth should just be removed. <laughs> but uh, in this case, we'll take what we can get, and we're going to keep going. Yes. Okay, so uh, what, to, what to talk about. Um, you pointed out a new book, and I can't even remember what the title of it is, but it, it, it's always it's a perennial topic, but it's always fun to talk about. And it's fun to share stories about and commonalities about, and that is 
what crazy things or have you ever worked for a really bad boss and if you haven't ever worked for a really bad boss you haven't worked you haven't gotten around yeah and this book uh, i just i came across this a couple of weeks ago it's called to my assistant things i'll never do to you but many other crazy bosses will uh by lydia whitlock Maybe she'll send us a free copy of her book for plugging it to our 18 listeners that we Doubt, have. Doubtful. Uh, but yeah, so this is re- just really a, a funny compilation of some really insane things that people uh, have had to go through. I, I've. Have you ever been a boss? I mean, you're yeah. your own boss now. Yeah. But do you over, did you yeah. oversee other people? When I worked at the bank, uh, when I was a banker in the 80s, I w- was the teller supervisor. So tell me what you would do. I mean, did you have regular meetings? Did you did mm-hmm. you have a meeting every morning before the bank opened? Or, uh, what'd you do? No, we would have a weekly meeting with the tellers, and then we'd have a weekly management meeting. And then, you know, I had to do surprise audits on the tellers so they would never know when their drawer was going to get counted. I had to balance the vault. I had to, you know, do... Um, performance reviews. Did you ever I had to address employee issues? I've always seen these TV fighting. shows where uh, people like the, there'd be an Alfred Hitchcock episode or something like that, where there's a longtime venerated bank employee, always above reproach, who finally decides they're going to bilk the bank. They're going to take enough money out of there that they're heading to Mexico and they'll never be seen again. Mm-hmm. Did you plot anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the statute has run out by now. (laughs) No, I never had the guts to do that. But But did it cross your mind? It has to cross every human mind, doesn't it? No. Doesn't it? If you thought you could absolutely get away with it? Maybe that's maybe because of being in management. I knew what the checks and balances were, that you couldn't get away with it. But that didn't stop two people I worked with from embezzling from the bank. They did? Yes. Wow. Are you the one that caught them? No, no, but I remember how shocked and how I personally betrayed I felt for some reason yeah. because they were coworkers of mine, and you know, you probably went out and la- had drinks. Yeah, we have drinks the- and yeah. laugh, and I'm like, God, really? You're just you're that person. Uh, somebody was one of them was taking fees, uh, late fees. Uh, when I worked, I used to work in a collection department, the car loan collection department. So when a customer, well, wait, what did you do? You weren't. Wearing- I was a collector, baby. You went to. The- That's right. You went. You make your payments or you get your tennis shoes waxed up because that's what you're going to be wearing unless you get this car payment brought. It's but inter- would you go to them? Thing in, is it's in arrears. Would you go to them in person or would you do it on the phone? Well, so there's a you you first start with phone, phone, letter, phone, 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 phone. Yeah. Finally, when it gets to repossession, that's different from being a, re- a repo person. Well, you're not one of these guys. Uh. <laughs> the, re- the repo person is the one who goes out. Yeah. After. So I would sign the form that said, okay. We've done everything we can. It's time to take this car. Horrible job. Oh, the worst. Horrible don't you think? job. Oh yeah. But, but but boy, they let us get away with so much in the bank because we had the crappy job, and we had our offices in the back, and there was a group of like six of us, and we would we'd screw around all day long. We'd be smoking at our desk. Now, wait, were you a manager at the time you were doing all that stuff? I wasn't a manager for that department. Oh okay. No, but know so but yeah it was kind of fun that little department was a lot of fun but anyway so the supervisor who was the manager of that department she would take all the late fees not all of them but every time a customer would bring their account current she would then take the late fees that they paid and somehow funnel them into her checking account so she'd bring the loan payment up to date does that make sense yep and then if the late fees were you know fifty hundred dollars 
Because late fees back in those days weren't much. It was a $10 late fee or whatever. She just funneled that right off into her checking account. And she did this for months. And I, I can't, I still can't believe a manager, somebody who gave me my performance review was a stealer. It just made me, I was so sick. Oh, yeah. I, I think so I think it would just sick. shake your yeah. sense of, uh, of what you think about so, humanity. So that's that's paper or that's money that's Now, what not, did they do to her? What, oh, what, they killed her. They killed her? They killed oh, her. Oh, my God. See, I didn't think of it. I thought they might they might even fire her, no, but I didn't her. think they would kill her. They fired her first, and then they killed her. Oh well, actually, God. they killed her first, and then they fired her. Yeah. That makes the no, firing they, less, I, uh, I, less you know, unpleasant. I, to be honest, I don't know, because I don't remember what... I just remember her not being there, and I don't don't didn't follow the case. I should go look that up, though. That would be interesting to well, find Well, depending out. on how much money she uh, funneled away, yeah. she might have even done so a little was, jail it time. Was, it was thousands of dollars. Ooh. Thousands of dollars. Is that bad? I, I, I mean, a bank's not going to miss a few thousand, are they? Huh. But don't you, have you ever, like, and, and another, this situation happened with somebody else. The best man at my wedding. The best man at my wedding. So I'd like to hear what the other men were like. I looked him up. So I got married in 1983, 1984. And I had lost track. You're not sure whether it was 83 or 84? I'm not married anymore. It's not like I celebrate it every year. I know, but you don't remember I which don't year for sure? Those years were kind of fuzzy for me anyway. <laughs> Memories press between the pages of my mind. <laughs> but you, yeah, you're right. I think it was 83. You think it was? Well, I think it was. Who okay. cares? I'm well, not I'm married just, anymore. I'm just curious that you don't even, you've rubbed these specific, you know, my wife can't remember our anniversary. Yeah, see? So why are you giving me such a hard time? She so, thinks it's uh, October 8th and it's October 9th. See? Well, maybe it's the other way around. Yeah, I see? <laughs> And I don't know why. You know how you can look people up on the internet now? And I don't know how this happened. I was just looking up something, and it reminded me of his name. And he has an unusual name. And I thought, I'm just going to Google, you know, George Stiltenheimer. Let's just say that's his name. And just see what he's been up to. (laughs) There's a mugshot on the internet. He got sent to jail for embezzling from his company. And it just made me sick. He's the best man at your wedding. That's right. And that sense of betrayal, I think, is it has to be common. Has that ever happened to you where you've, somebody you know, you liked him? Like, what would you do if you found out that, um, like, I leave today and then you find out on the news that I've been arrested for, I don't know, stealing stuff at Walmart? I mean, there's that sense of, I thought I knew this person. Well... I, I I don't know. I I, I you, Would you never say, way to go, Lise. No, no. But I you, desperation will make people do some crazy things. I, I guess I, sometimes you, you you make a very good point, and I, I guess I couldn't get beyond that. I like to take everything personally. Everything <laughs> is personal for me, and I just felt this sense of how dare you be my friend and laugh with me and be the best man at my wedding. Yeah, well, I you've get got that. this dirty little dirty little dark side to you how dare you well i don't have anything like that at least that i can think of specifically i've always heard about acquaintances and things and they find you find out oh they yeah i guess they i guess they didn't pay their taxes and uh they got a little bit of trouble uh, you know a guy uh, turns out he uh he knocked his wife around a little bit and you'll hear uh, stuff like that yeah. you know which is horrible but right but the one that stands out to me is not anything to do with uh 
embezzlement or a crime of that sort. It was uh, it, when I was just out of college. I worked at a radio station, and I was a DJ and stuff. And and a new salesman started about the same time that I began working there. His his first name was Rock, and he was and he and I just became instant friends. I I just loved the guy, and we, and his wife and my wife uh, my girlfriend at the time, and and they were newlyweds. We just did everything together. We traveled together. Wow. the greatest time. That's nice. And then sounds like and, a great guy. And then when he left, what could go wrong. He left. Uh, he moved to California. We when we would go to California, we'd go stop and visit with him. We'd actually stay with them. You know, he'd do the good. He made me laugh. He was uh, one night I remember they're in one bedroom and we're in the other. His wife's name was Vicky. This doesn't sound like <clears throat> this. Sounds like we need some different music for this story. No, but, oh, so, that's not this so kind this, of story. So is this it? is the okay. kind of thing he would do. Just be, just to make us laugh in the other room. You could hear him say, Well, I don't know, Vicky. I don't know why I'm so big <laughs> and you're so small. I don't know. You just do stupid stuff like that. <laughs> and then we go, Hey, you know, we can hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. But that's the kind of goofball he was. He was a funny guy. Very funny. <laughs> and then uh, the years uh, go by, and we don't stay in, in as close a touch as we used to, but we still do, uh, at least a, you know occasionally. It's hard sometimes when people move away. Then, he, then we hear he got a divorce, and and uh, that's tough. He got very complicated, <laughs> and uh, and then we heard he got remarried, and so you know I'm in touch with him. I talk to him on the phone now and then, and and then. Um, at one point, I wrote a letter. Hmm, how did this go? I oh, know, I wrote him a letter, a very detailed letter, about, hey, you know what, I'm going to come out. He's living back out in Kansas then. I'm going to come out, we're going to just come to visit you, and we're going to hang out and goof around and show me, you know, your old haunts and all of that stuff, and I want to meet your little boy. He had like a seven-year-old boy. Nice. So I sent him this letter, and don't get a reply until about a month later. Boy, that guy's getting loud now. Yeah, isn't he? he is. They did take a smoke break, though. All good. Yeah. Good. It was long too. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll take another one soon. But this is where the story gets uh, not so good, and so. Oh. So I get a letter a month later or so from his mother-in-law, and said, uh, "I, I, I'm sorry. I probably shouldn't have opened the letter that you sent to Rock, but uh, I did, and I." Sound like you were a very good friend of his, and so I thought you'd like to know that he uh, put a shotgun in his mouth and oh killed himself god. a month ago. Oh yeah, and that's it. And I was just, oh my god, what he what? It, it was just stunned. She talked about how he uh, was a nice man, but he had a lot of demons and uh, all of that. And I'm sure if he had a chance. To, to, to think about it again he would never have done it but it's just something that happened and he shot himself and he's dead and he Jeez. leaves behind this seven year old boy oh my gosh so I, I remember I spent that the rest of that day just just uh, I thought holy crap same thing you know I thought I knew this guy right. what, what, yeah. what in the world and I was just I was heartbroken and, and sick but it only lasted a day and the next day 
Is this like turning on a dime? I just got madder than hell. Wow. I yeah. said, you stupid son of a bee. And, yeah. I'd, and I've stayed mad ever since. I'm more mad about what he did to himself yeah. than that he did. He la- leaves behind a wife. Re- he left behind a little boy. You selfish SOB, you know. You haven't moved through the seven stages of grief. You're still stuck on stage two. I guess I am. Yeah. 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 So you got to work through that and get to acceptance. No. Well, I guess I am at acceptance. I accept that he was an idiot. No, you're. No, yeah. I know. But it, but it's funny that I felt so bereft one day, and then the mm-hmm. other day I just advanced. You're right. I guess I didn't get to the get to the yeah. end of those stages. Yeah. I don't think about it anymore. Mm-hmm. So maybe I never will get all the way. But I guess that's the closest thing I can think of is somebody that you thought you knew. Uh, because we don't really know anybody. I mean, we all have I know. we all have secret lives. Anything things. you want to tell me? I've known you since <clears throat> I've known you for There's some there's a thing I'm dying to tell you, but I can't. <laughs> can you show me? Uh, no, I can't. Can you show. draw a picture? I can if take If I give you, you these two dolls. How much time you? do you have? <laughs> how much time do you have? Uh, we, if you could just go with me, we're going to walk out into the woods behind my house here. Going to go out about a half a mile. Bring a shovel with you. I don't and you, what I'm going to show you, you will not believe. I don't want to take a walk with you. But that does remind me of the story. And I know we want to get back to this, but that reminds me of the story of your... You've got to tell the story of your son. And Oh, yeah. And my son, uh, Chris, when he was a little guy, we had this... We had one of our first dogs was a dachshund, a wiener dog. If you want my wiener, you give me ease all up in my mind. Baby, please want my wiener. That we called Frankie, because we're like a Frankfurter. Very <laughs> pretty, original. Pretty good, huh? Yes. And Frankie we, we, Frankie was a great little dog, but... Don't you just want my wiener, because he really don't feel right cold. Uh, she wandered off a lot, and so whose fault is that? I well, know. I guess it's ours. But I know. But there was another dog next door, a bigger dog, that, that was chained up all day long uh, to a, uh, a metal post. And so he'd walk around the metal post like it's a, a maypole, you know? Yeah. Like 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 a, what do they call that? The, yeah, like a tetherball. Tetherball thing, exactly. That's what it was. You don't have to get into how it happened. Just well, what, get to the good part. Well, that is the good part. No, it's Certain not. Certain people would find that to be the good part. No, you know? it's a sad part. And it is sad because Frankie wandered over to, to just hang out and be friends, and the dog somehow walked around the pole many times, and poor little Frankie got caught yeah. in the chain, yeah. and he got squeezed. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so he was not alive anymore. So I had to explain that. To the kids, and how old were they? Because this whole thing of death is really tricky when yeah, you're dealing, it is. when you're dealing with children, and how do you explain it to them? Yeah, it is. It was tricky, and uh, the my daughter was much younger. She, you know, didn't get it at all, so wasn't even really aware. Mm-hmm. She, so that was fine. But but uh, my son was around eight, I think, maybe seven or eight, okay. no older than that, and uh, and he was just. Um, convulsed with paroxysms of uh, sadness because yeah. he loved that little dog yeah. and, and this idea of something is not coming back you're yeah. not it's not you know the dog won't just be out for a while and he'll come back as good as new he's gone right. yeah he's not alive anymore and it's very hard to wrap your head around that as an adult much less as yeah. a child so i felt at the time i thought the way maybe the best way for him to get some closure on this would be to let him take charge of 
of making a grave for Frankie the dog. Very smart. And got all his friend, his little friends of the neighborhood, and they had this little, this very solemn uh, parade out in. They carried a little shoebox with Frankie in it, Aww. and and he had a shovel. And yes. They went out into. We were near a wooded area, and we went out deep into the woods, and he came back a while later, and he said, "We buried." We buried Frankie right by a big old tree stump. Oh, I think that's so it's sweet. It's a nice, but we put a rock there too, Dad, so we'll always know where he is. That's, that's great, buddy. Really sweet. Good job. One dying and a burying. One dying and a burying. Some crying, six carrying me. So you figure that's. You've handled fade, it well. Fade to black. You've done a good mm-hmm. job as a parent. Your child is, is you know, <clears throat> exactly not traumatized, but it was a good learning moment. I think it was. I want to be free. And and then, uh, if this was a movie, that we would have just faded to black. And then a, a graphic would come up that would say, a week later. <laughs> and then the scene would come up. And I happened to be looking out the uh, window of our house, the front, the back, the, the back window, I should say, near the kitchen, and there's, there's my son, with maybe two of his friends, and they're heading right back out to that same direction. He's again carrying a shovel, <laughs> and he's going back out there, and I so I roll the window down and I say, "Hey, buddy, where are you going?" Where's the shovel? Where are you going? And very honest, he said. Oh, we thought we would dig Frankie up to see what he looks like by now. <laughs> Smiling faces sometimes pretend. And then I said, wait, I'm going with you. <laughs> oh, oh, it's such a kid. Very it's such small. a kid. Very Frankie. cute. So... Uh, this book that is out uh, is a great compilation of all these horrible things that your boss um, ever did. I can't. I wish I could contribute to this story with something uh, of mine. I don't have any any stories of what a boss. I mean, I've had some just crazy bosses, but nothing in particular. I mean, you read through some of these, and it, I'm amazed at what people have had to put up with on at, at the workplace. Do you yeah. have any of those stories? Well, nothing nothing that probably rises to that level that anybody else could say, oh, my God, that's the worst thing I ever heard. <laughs> but I did have a boss. I worked in a, a marketing department, advertising and marketing department, and they hired this guy. And I'll never forget him. His na- What was his name? Uh, you Marv. You said you'll never forget him. Marv. Yeah, I, I won't say his last name. Let's just call him Marv. Hey, look, they're leaving. The landscape guys are leaving. They're looking back. They're Thank either admiring their, they're either admiring their work or they're flip, they'll flip, probably be flipping back. me the bird. They'll I probably can't. be back for the next podcast we do. No. Yeah, yeah. Only this time they'll want to test some hand grenades exactly. out. Uh, so anyway, this guy is hired, and I remember they made a big thing of they wanted everybody in the department to feel like they had contributed uh, uh, to in some way to the hiring so that we would all feel like yep this is the guy we want <laughs> so they bring this guy in we're all sitting in this big room with a big round table and 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 they said and now uh, this guy Marv he said well I believe that at this point in time uh, 
critically speaking, we have to bring this department to a point in time where we can, and he's just doing this babbly goop kind of talk. So that sort of right there kind of put me off a little bit. Right. But then they said, and now if anybody in the marketing department would like to uh, fire any questions at Marv, he, he will answer those for you. And so he was expecting questions like, uh, will will you uh, will, will you be enhancing the budget here, or uh, what? In what specific ways do you think our marketing department could be stronger? You know that kind of stuff. Sure. Instead, normal questions. Normal I mean, questions. Instead, the right. very first question that is asked is by a friend of mine in the department. His name was Don, <laughs> and they said, "Yes, Don, what would you like to ask Marv?" <laughs> now, I remind you, Marv is a. It came from another place. This is a whole new job. He came from Minnesota. Doesn't know anybody in the room, nor does anybody know him. And Marv is asked the question by Don. Yes, uh, Marv, I was wondering, have you ever killed a guy? <laughs> yeah, and and I thought I, I thought he did it to make me laugh, but right. I also thought that's a good question. Let's see how he handles this. Right? Will, will he handle it dismissively with humor? With what? Right. He goes, oh no. Uh, um, no, N no, no, I, um, no, I, no, I've never killed a guy. Come on. Wow. It was like that. Wow. I thought, gee, odd, odd reaction. It's not, I'm not suggesting that he killed no, a guy. I I'm just saying. But that, that is an odd reaction. That's, that's your, that's your style. That's how you're going to be able to handle things. Right. With like, you're in, in a basically a state of panic the yeah. whole time yeah when you're under pressure you don't want somebody to 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 i mean you could he fold. could have batted he that away like a, with, fold, with humor yeah he could say well not so far I mean, just getting, <laughs> you know, just not getting, today yes yeah uh, well what, and, what do you and, mean by a guy and yeah. he might not he might not have been funny there are some people who well, can't that, who can't take a pitch like now, that now here you're, you're getting to the crux of it that was his problem. He was humorless. Right. And so here he is working in a department with uh, a lot of very funny people, very creative people. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily count myself among those most creative, but I did okay. And uh, he, um, so I immediately saw, this This is, I can't be working for a guy like this. It's not going to be good for me. It's not going to be good for him. Wait a minute. So just because he didn't have a sense of humor, that was a deal breaker for you? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it sure was. Wow. It always is. Why? Well, because I just think it Why says something about you as as a well-rounded human. You know, I I think if you don't, you know, every I've told you this before. You can insult people. You can say, God, you're fat. God, you're the stupidest. You have the dumbest looking. Your two eyeballs look so ridiculous. That one, oh, uh, God, look at you. Uh, okay, I get it. Stink. I get it. I get it. You say all that stuff to all them. All right. But tell them they don't have a sense of humor. Yeah. And said, okay, get your gun. Get yeah. your gun. I'm going to shoot you. Right. I mean, so the idea that he really didn't have a sense of humor, <clears throat> nor did he like people that... Had uh, a sense of humor. That had a sense of humor. Yeah. I mean, everybody thinks they have a sense of humor, and he kept telling us... Uh, one of his classic things was to me. He said, "Look, because I'd, I'd written, pr produced this commercial that was supposed to be funny, and and um, other people laughed at it." And he said, "You know what? Um, I I don't do funny, but I know funny, and I just oh, don't think that's funny." My God, yeah. you are kidding so me! So what do you say to that? You know, 
I don't. I in, I in don't essentially, do funny. I, I don't do funny, but I know funny. Okay, uh-huh. thank you, Johnny Carson. That's wow. Good wow. So anyway, you're right. That's a petulant reason for me to um, not want to work with it's or it- around him. But it was enough for me to know. I, I can't respect this guy. He, yeah. You know, and he doesn't respect me. He doesn't think my work's any good. Right. Uh, and and when we would ask him, can we see some examples of your work that you did back in Minnesota? Maybe give us a little guidance. It's a on, great, great thing to ask a boss. He never could produce it. Right. Never produced. Right. Talked about it, but never right. ever showed us yeah. anything that proved yeah. that he really had the medal. I don't know how he got hired. But that was a guy, that was a boss that I, at some point, decided, well, you might have the title, but you're not going to be my boss. And I'm not going to do something that you ask me to do if I don't think it's the right thing to do. So one time, I remember it came down to a, to a kind of a showdown, and I, and I said, you know, I started, you know, I started walking away. I said, oh, forget it. No way. I started walking away like that. Yeah. And he goes, wait a minute. You come back here. You turn around. You come right back here. I'm ordering you to come back. Yeah, you and I go like you might as well order a ham sandwich. I'm not coming back. Oh you know? my gosh! So then the whole thing blows up, and then finally we have to go to the manager in charge of all managers uh-huh. to have to settle this thing. Right, human resources mediation meeting. It wasn't human resources mm-hmm. yet, mm-hmm. but it was the uh, and again I'll tell you this was a TV station, so there was a I had to go to the TV station manager's office. So we go into this small room. And do you feel like you're going to the principal's office? Uh, I, you a know, little bit. At, well, in a, a little bit, but in a way, I, 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 got, I had gotten to the point where I didn't want to continue with that job anymore. So I wasn't like, oh, my God, I hope I don't get fired, even though I should have reasonably thought that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just had had it. I mean, I, I felt I had, uh, at, at that time, I felt I had a case against this guy, and I, you know, I, uh, I could demonstrate uh, in many ways why he was ill-equipped to be managing that's a very that's very bold of you and and you know because not a lot of people would take that on and say i i think i don't usually but this i know this guy this guy was like just just so bad push me push me push me he was a button pusher so we get we get into this room and the station manager guy was an ex-football coach Kind of a big blocky looking guy and he always had sports paraphernalia in his office and so he's kind of flipping a football up and down his oh, pat you tell your side of the story and he's flipping the football around yes marv you tell your side of the story and whatever he heard between the or the two things that we said the station manager all of a sudden goes hey marv think quick he throws the football smacks him right in the nose Oh, my God. And, and Marv's eyes start watering, and he, he immediately goes, Ow! That hurt! Oh! Are you kidding no, me? No, it's like that, and I'm just looking at him thinking, Oh, man, this is perfect. This <laughs> is perfect. Poor you, Marv. You have this just, you have just, uh, you, you know, you just did the exact wrong thing exactly so you sh- now the you station grabbed the football and thrown it back in them or anything spiked it yeah done something, something. That is, is it, hey wow is that all you got something but gee whiz oh. you don't start weeping uh and so and then so i remember God. the meeting broke up and awful and he walked out of there with his huge red nose i'll never forget and it tears and, in his uh, eyes uh, long story short, uh, I can't remember how it all came out, but uh, he wasn't around much longer. He was uh, 
he was gone before long because it wasn't just me it was the other people in the department and nobody had any respect for him and he came in as a blowhard phony and left pretty much the same way yeah so well i i'm not proud of it but uh, that if we were going to talk about bosses that was my yeah. worst boss yeah. by a long shot yeah yeah well, it wasn't anything he made you do did you ever ask any ridiculous the the only r- most ridiculous thing i was asked to do it just doesn't even make sense was for a company that i worked for that was a national company and we all had to coordinate our calendars um digitally and they decided to buy this piece of software um for scheduling appointments and calendars that for whatever reason only ran on east coast time hmm. so you constantly said, had to be thinking that i said well wait a minute i'm 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 here in seattle i i i work on the west coast yeah, so when you, you you make all your appointments and schedule them, you just have to add three hours or subtract three hours. Yeah, yeah. so, so like said, when it's noon, it's nine to you. I said, so easy, I'm, huh? not, I'm not doing that. Your East Coast people don't have to do that. And and, and they said, well, it's not that hard. That's what I hate when, when you sort of object to something. It's not that big of a deal. You just have to subtract three. Yeah, I, I get that it's not that big of a deal, but it is a big deal. Yeah. It's it's stupid that at, at an appointment calendar that we're all going to rely on, I have to start doing math every day. It'd be like me giving you a calendar saying, now this calendar runs about three months ahead. So when you're looking at January, I want you to really think that it's only October. Can you do that? This calendar's from 1958. <laughs> now, it doesn't line up exactly with the, the calendar of this year. Right. But if you extrapolate forwards or backwards, it's going to work just as good as a contemporary calendar. So the problem was that some um, numbskull had purchased the software stupidly without knowing what the parameters or the limitations were on it so now instead of the company going yeah well you know rod rodney the idiot purchased this and we're gonna have to suck it up and take a hit on this and get software that will help you employees no they just decided to just tell me that i was being difficult you're being difficult it's only you only have to add three hours or subtract you know, three hours maybe you should move to boise then you'd only have to add two <laughs> Hmm, that's cool. I, I still or subtract to. I, I really could not believe. I thought it was a joke. I thought this has to be a joke. They're setting me up. They're all laughing, thinking she's totally fine. They were totally serious about it. Can you even believe that? Did they never resolve it? I just told them I wasn't using it. I, I said I'll just use it. And, and, and you know what? I should have just, instead of saying, this is what I did, is I threw myself under the bus. And I said, you know what? I, I can't do math and keep that all straight. And plus, I travel to different times. And they go, I'm going to mess it up. So I'll just use my own calendar. No, what I should have said was, you people are stupid. This is stupid. Not, I'm stupid. Which I... No, you're right. You know what I you're mean? Right. But, but we all, we, you and I both do that. I think a lot of people do. Yeah, and I, so I said, and, and well... It, and it's know. a way, not really of putting yourself down, it's a way of... Of making nice and saying, well, I'm not, I'm not saying you're stupid. I just wish, you know, yeah. this system could be changed. And I'm going to mess it up, so I'm not going to use yeah, it'll the It'll be system. my fault, not yours. Yeah. Not, it's not the fault of your brilliant calendar system. <laughs> it's my fault. Right. Yeah. So, no, they still use it. And, they uh, still use oh, it. Oh, yeah. They want to get their money's worth. I mean, they paid for it after yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. in a
that, that's the way it is too. Many I've worked at places where some uh, middle management bozo makes a decision that's the wrong decision, and and yeah. every everybody in the company has to live by yeah, it because somebody of, screwed it up. Yeah, instead of just going, yeah, yeah, that was a bit, that was a big, big humming bone. Okay, right well, there. we're gonna fix that right now. Yeah. Yep. No, we're just gonna go with it and try to cover it up and. Uh, it's just uh, makes it hard on everybody. Makes it really hard on everybody. That's where uh, that's where a good boss and a good manager who can just say, you know what, this one was this was a real bad foul. And so if you can work with me, then people will yeah people root for you. It's then easy. don't you think it's so easy yeah, to be a good boss? I, I do. think it would be. It's just it's just it, it's the old axiom: treat others as you would yeah. like to be treated. Yeah, it's not really rocket and then, science. Then I had a boss that um, hated when people took time off. Didn't care that it was you earned it. Didn't care that it was a holiday. Still wanted you. Didn't to work. care that your didn't, parents had both perished. Didn't care that it, you earned your vacation. Anytime he'd find out somebody was off, he'd say, "What? He what? He for how long?" <laughs> for how long and we're like well he's taking a two-week vacation what he's off for two weeks and and then so you would feel guilty about asking for a day off yeah, yeah. or and that does not you can't expect employees then then they're going to start lying then they're going to start just saying well you know since he doesn't really like when i take a day off i'm gonna just uh, you know, disappear for a few hours and yeah. Well, I get that. I mean, you you and I both know a person that worked at the same company we did for a period of time, and they had a policy in place that if you were a new parent, mm-hmm. either a father or a mother, you were entitled to six weeks off of maternity or paternity care. Yeah, it was not gender specific. No. Yeah. And so I think that was lovely. A, a friend of ours had three children mm-hmm. while working for that company. Mm-hmm. Took the six weeks every time. Yep. And was out at the golf course just about the entire six weeks. That isn't really what they had in mind. Doesn't it that, well they can't really dictate how you spend that time. I well, understand I mean, that they, they call it. I understand that they well there might he be, be home helping <clears throat> the little wifey or maybe the mom was with them. Maybe they stuck the kid with the nanny. Maybe she you. was out golfing uh, with them. Maybe the kid's very precocious and knew how to caddy you already. Never know. I don't know. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, you can't dictate to people how they're gonna spend that time off. <clears throat> yes, it's, I know it's paternity leave. And you can say, yes, it's for bonding with your baby and helping to change the diapers. But it's just time off. It's a lot it t- It's a lot to have a baby. Maybe that was his way of relaxing, was golfing. And then one time he uh, he took off for six weeks and went and stayed, I think, at, at Sigma Delta House at uh, Washington State University and just drank beer for the entire <laughs> six weeks. And they said, what are you doing? He said, oh, I thought you said fraternity leave. <laughs> My bad.
for listening to Peculiar Podcast. I hate goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. It's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.